The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another FPL game week is about to begin. In today's video, we're going to have a look at my game week team selection. We're going to talk about how my season is going so far. We're going to talk a lot about my future transfer plans, when I'm going to be playing my wildcard. But most importantly, we're going to have a look at my game week six team selection, my transfers, my captaincy, and finally my lineup. What's up everyone, FPL Harry here. Welcome back to another video. It is my game week six team selection. It is a Saturday lunchtime deadline, slightly different to normal, but today we're gonna have a look at how I'm lining up for that week. And spoiler, I've confirmed some of my transfers going into the weekend as well. We're gonna try and hit 2000 likes on the video, subscribe if you are new around here. The aim is to hit 100,000 subscribers this season. So if you want to help me get there, please do hit that button. But very quick review of game week five. I don't want to dwell on it too much because it was by far the worst game week of the season so far. I scored 36 points and I moved from 218k, a start I was very happy with, to 595k. Now, a specific game week doesn't define your season, but it was a bit of a setback given how well I feel like I'd started the season and some of the decisions that I had been making. Not many returns, but my new transfer in this week, Fabian Shah, did come up with a clean sheet. However, I did take out Saliba and of course Arsenal did get their clean sheet as well. Not a great game week, we move. So before we can actually even get to the point of discussing my transfers for next week, I need to tell you that I've already confirmed a transfer. Nicholas Jackson has left my team for Julian Alvarez. I did it on Tuesday evening after the Champions League game. After having watched him play, he is such a good player and he is on such good form at the moment. I think he will be so involved in what Manchester City do continuously. Kevin De Bruyne is not back for a while, but I'm really interested to see how Pep tries to fit them both in because I don't think he can drop Alvarez once De Bruyne comes back. I did it before the price rise on Tuesday. I did take a bit of a risk. If you haven't bought Alvarez by now, I'd wait until Saturday because we should get Manchester City team news before the FPL deadline. I've watched Chelsea as a Chelsea fan enough to see Jackson's not performing. The chances he's missing is just not worth it. I just, the gut feel on Alvarez was too strong. I'm real, real fan of him and how he's performing so far this season. 
I didn't do it before the Jackson Price job because I did want to make sure he didn't come through the Manchester City Champions League fits with any sort of injury. So I saved 0.2 million by doing that downgrade and I like the next couple of fixtures. I'm just really, really hoping because I have gone early that he does start against Nottingham Forest. So looking at how my team lines up now, I've got one free transfer and 2.1 million in the bank. Midfield, I'm fine with. Like, there are some midfielders that I potentially want to go to. I've spoken quite a lot about Mo Salah, and we'll talk about him and my potential transfer plans further down the line. I don't necessarily think I'm going to sell any of my midfielders this week, and I apologise to anyone watching this video who is triggered or annoyed that I'm going to end up keeping my double Manchester United midfield for another game week, despite how poorly they're performing, but despite not getting any returns in the Champions League again. But I'm going to keep Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford for their fixture away at Burnley this week. The chances are, spoiler, they'll also stay for the game week seven fixture at home to Crystal Palace. And after that, I will look to sell them from my team. However, for my transfer plans, the players I want to bring into my team, I can't afford this week. And we'll talk about them in just a moment. And the others, I don't really have a good fixture this week, like Diaby of Aston Villa. It doesn't make sense to sell Bruno Fernandes before Burnley to buy Diaby before he goes away to Chelsea, given that Aston Villa have just played a pretty tough Europa Conference League game on Thursday evening, which they did lose, and he had to come on at half-time as well. I do have another transfer. I've got 2.1 million in the bank. I'm really looking in defence at the moment. Ben Chilwell has become a real issue. We are, of course, lining up with Erling Haaland and Julian Alvarez. Alvarez coming into my team up front does mean he takes the vice-captain off Brian and Buemo, but I still think Brian and Buemo is a great pick this week as well. So the first lot of transfer plans that I could do is selling Ben Chilwell. If I'm going to make my second transfer this week, it will be selling Ben Chilwell going into game week six. If I'm not going to do it in game week six, I'm pretty certain I'll do it in game week seven anyway. It's just whether I think the players I'd be bringing in this week are really worth it. The first option I have is to go and buy Sven Botman and double up on the Newcastle defence. Now, I do actually have the money in the bank to go with Kieran Trippier, but when we get onto the next slide, we'll have a look as some of the other transfers I have planned further down the line, and it doesn't allow me to do them if I do go with Kieran Trippier. So if I am going to double up on the Newcastle defence, I am going to go Botman. A lot of people in the comments have been asking about Dan Byrne. The only issue with him is he has Lewis Hall. Now, I don't expect Lewis Hall to get loads of starts, but Lewis Hall is the best backup that any of that defence have. Livermento and Trippier, then you have Lascelles or coming in for any of the centre-backs. Lewis Hall, compared to Byrne, is the closest debate that we've got. I do think Dan Byrne will start the majority of games, but Botman, as we saw, has got an assist so far this season. He's also been really good for bonus points, so I would go with Botman if I was going to double up. Of course, I already own Fabian Scherer in my game week six team so far. The other option I have is to keep Chilwell this week. If I'm going to make the transfer going into game week six and I make my second free transfer, it will be to Botman. Sheffield United this week is nice and the fixture run does continue. But given I have Fabian share, I do have the luxury potentially of holding off. It is an away fixture in game week six. Now, Sheffield United have not been great, but again, it is an away fixture. We have seen Cameron Archer and some of them do quite well so far this season. I could hold on to Chilwell if I do expect him to come back into that Chelsea lineup and actually go on an Aston Villa defender in either game week seven, probably or game week eight. The big confusion for me lies around, do I expect Ben Chilwell to come back into that Chelsea lineup? The short answer is yes. The second answer, the long answer is, I'm not massively confident that I think he'll come back in. I do think for a fixture like Aston Villa, uh, the attacking style that maybe Mudrick brings that we played against Bournemouth may not be needed quite so much. And maybe a more defensive approach of Ben Chilwell playing on that left wing might be better suited for the style of fixture that we do have coming up. 
if I decide to wait and not do it in game week six, this focus can shift a little bit away from Newcastle, who do have two really good fixtures on the horizon, but then it is West Ham away and Crystal Palace, both the two teams who are attacking quite well. I could make the move to go for one of the Aston Villa defenders. Playing at left back has been Luca Dean so far this season. He's been really good. He scored in the Europa Conference League again on Thursday evening. But Moreno does look like he's back in training. He was on the bench in that fixture. I would also be allowed to sort of pay attention to the lineup going into game week six against Chelsea. If Moreno started in that fixture, I would assume that he's going to come back to be first choice. He was so good both in our FBL teams, but generally for Aston Villa last season. If I'm unsure about exactly who's going to start at left back, I could just go and buy Matty Cash. He was on the bench with a lot of the first team options in the likes of Watkins and Diaby going into that fixture on Thursday evening and was brought on at half time to sort of try and change the game there for Aston Villa. So I do think he is in the first choice lineup for them and he has been really good going forward. So I could go to Botman this week or I could decide to keep Chilwell for the Villa fixture and go to one of the Aston Villa defenders for Brighton at home and their nice fixture run which starts in game week eight. So just to talk in a little bit more detail about what those potential transfers mean going forward. So I've spoken a little bit this week about wildcarding. I spoke about it in my transfer plans video. I spoke about it in my wildcard draft video, of course, to talk about in that video, no brainer. Um, but the transfers that I'm going to do going forward, I do plan on holding my wildcard. It's something I've toyed with a lot. A lot of seasons I've decided to hold my wildcard quite late. I do think it's possible that I go and do it again this season. I do think there's enough positives to it. And I do think I can get to a pretty strong team going into game week 8, 9, 10 when a lot of people are going to be playing their wildcards without deciding to do it and actually just using my free transfers and maybe a potential minus four. Looking at the potential transfers I'm going to do. So right now, I think I'll keep Ben Chilwell for this week and I'll go and buy Matty Cash. That means I'll be making one free transfer going into game week seven. I'll roll my second free transfer going into game week eight. Going into game week eight, I will have two free transfers. It'll finally be time to get rid of at least one of my Manchester United options. It's also when Arsenal have a couple of difficult fixtures on the horizon. They play Manchester City, they play Chelsea, and they play Newcastle in three of the next four from game week eight all the way up until game week 11. So my plan would be to sell Bruno Fernandes because I can keep Marcus Rashford, who looks like the main goal threat. If it switches between then, I could sell Rashford and keep Fernandes, but I do think Fernandes will be the first to go. I want to buy Son into my team for Luton, Fulham and Crystal Palace in their game week 8, 9, 10 fixture run, given that he's still playing up front, which I do think he will continue to do. I then will downgrade Bakaya Saka to Diaby. If I could do Saka up to Mo Salah, I would, but I need to do that downgrade and I don't want to do it all for a minus four that week. Game week eight, as I've spoken about with the Aston Villa guys, is when the nice fixture run does start. So Diaby in for their fixtures from game week eight onwards. I think he's going to play up front. He is in the first choice, as we saw with him being benched in the Europa Conference League. And those two transfers free up enough money in my team to the following week to do Marcus Rashford all the way up to Mo Salah. Now, when game week 12 comes around, I'll be looking to buy back in an Arsenal midfield. I realise this will be leaving me quite light on Arsenal. But I think Son, Derby and Salah are three players that people are key to playing on their wildcard, which is why I think I can potentially get away with not playing it with this transfer plan. So that being said, I've spoken a lot about my transfer plans. I've already confirmed my first free transfer of Julian Alvarez coming in for Jackson. Jackson may end up punishing me, but if he scores as a Chelsea fan, we might actually get some points. So it's a win-win either way for me. And I do think Julian Alvarez will start this game and should start against Wolves. But if you haven't bought Alvarez, I'd wait until Saturday when we should get some early team news. And I, of course, will be doing my deadline stream where I hopefully will be able to report on some of that Manchester City team news as well. So do tune in to that if you are making any final decisions 
or just want something to watch on your Saturday lunchtime. Lineup is as follows. So Pickford does start in goal, Turner on the bench. The goalkeeper rotation is going horribly. I haven't picked the right one and actually neither of them have done very well so far this season at all. Ben Chilwell is set to start for me again this week. I am going to keep him. He does line up in defence alongside Fabian Scher. So I do still have some cover in that Newcastle defence. And Purvis is Dupanan. He has played in Europe on Thursday evening, but I'm hoping that he comes in and starts in this fixture at home to Bournemouth. My midfield five remains as is. I'm still pretty happy with them. Madison and Buemo, Saka, I'm very happy with. The double Manchester United, as I've spoken about, I'm going to keep for the next couple of fixtures before I then move them off in about game week eight, nine, when I'm not necessarily certain I'll have any returns between now and then, but they are going to keep because I don't think the options that I can go to from them are any better for the next couple of weeks. And then, of course, Alvarez, my new signing, Erling Haaland up front, Haaland captain, Alvarez vice captain, the bench, Archer is first sub, always favour the attacker. And then Kabore and Udogi. I'm going with Udogi second just for the little bit more of attacking threat and playing for a better side than, of course, Kabore does. So going to roll my second free transfer. I think if we get news that Chilwell is not going to start going into the deadline, then I will easily sell him and probably go and buy Sven Botman into my defence. Let me know what you think. The transfer plans going forward. I am going to plan on saving my wild card. If you've just skipped to the end and have not listened to any more of the video, I do advise it because I've spoken a lot about why I bought Alvarez potentially my transfer plans going forward over the next four weeks and why it means I'm allowed to save my wild card until later on in the first half of the season. Thank you all so much for watching. 2,000 likes on the video. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. Hopefully I see as many of you as possible in that deadline stream on Saturday morning. If not, drop any questions you have on this video as well and I'll do my best to answer all of them as soon as I can before the deadline. Thank you all for watching. Like and subscribe before you go and I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.